Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going for the corner. Your home for fantasy college football. Online at InThisLeague.com. Find the podcast on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get in this podcast now with your hosts, Bogman and CFF Expert Plays. Hello and welcome to the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Scott Bogman, and I am joined by Blaze Sinopoli. Blaze, what is going on, man? Another wonderful day of football, some surprises, some good starts and sits, but uh, hopefully everybody played Andy Isabella this week. (laughs) I think we talked that out. Uh, Clint told me he had him on the bench, but when we talked about him, he had him in a PPR league and was like, yeah, I better go ahead and throw him back in there. And that's kind of what we wanted was it to be a talking point. Hopefully anybody in a standard league didn't listen to me. <laughs> he did have a huge game, but you know, what's funny is I had on everything, but that was a, that was a risky one. Right, right. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I wasn't big on starting Travion Williams. He had a decent game, but I also told a lot of people to pick up Holt Nailers and uh, that worked out. Um, it's funny because we talked about this a little bit before we jumped on and I'm watching this uh, AS, uh, U of A versus Washington State game, and I just saw Khalil Tate with another big run. Uh, he's got five for 56 so far, and he just threw a touchdown. I will so. never forgive him and Kevin Sublin, Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> Even if he, he turns into a legitimate NFL player, I will never touch him on a fantasy roster. Like <laughs> We talked about this, like I think, in like preseason stuff, how like someone – can just be like dead to you from a fantasy perspective. Like <laughs> Tate is dead to me. Um, I mean, I, uh, I'll never take Corey Clement in anything again, ever. I took him in a couple leagues. Luckily the Welsh was much higher on him this year than I was. And uh, you know, they're using Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams over him, but this is the most rushing yards he has in a single game this season. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now Wait, that everyone has got him, and definitely no one started him against Washington State. I mean, they are losing 28-14 still. So. I mean, the chances of you making it to you know the playoffs this deep like this, uh, if you took Khalil Tate one or two overall, I mean, yeah. not very likely. Yeah, exactly. Not very likely. Or you're playing with a bunch of uh, people who are either not doing anything to change their roster or don't care. I mean, you could have picked up someone early, you know, and rode them um, you know, or pieced together quarterback for the rest of the season. So my, uh, my, my Kyle Shermer uh, paid off at the end there with the three touchdowns. Uh, Lipscomb had two touchdowns because they went into overtime. So OT that making you look smart. Yeah, I mean, kind of not very. But, uh, <laughs> you know, people were definitely sweating it out at the end there. But um, we had a matchup. 
Yeah, we had a matchup. <laughs> As you can tell by... A lot the, of points sitting on my bench. <laughs> a <lot of> points <laughs> for Blaze. Uh, I, it looks like I'm victorious, and it looks like uh, Clint is going to... Yeah, I mean, Clint is up by 100 points on our guy Robert Savage in the Army League. So it looks like I'm going to the championship in the Army League over Blaze. My prediction came true from uh, the last episode. We got both leagues, both of our leagues. Yeah, I made it in the listener league as well. Shit. So <laughs> you graduated from uh, just the host to uh, full time expert now. <laughs> um, who did you? Who was it you left on the bench that was gnawing at you? Bellamy and Kirk Merritt too. Mm. Yeah, I'm Both. looking here. Well, stuck to my guns with Jalen Hurd. Probably should have went with Merritt and uh, picked up Jared Patterson and played him instead of Levante Bellamy. Yeah, if you had gone with uh, Bellamy over Patterson, that would have got you 25 more points. And if you would have gone with David Blau ahead of uh, Jordan Love, that I wouldn't have, though. I didn't expect Love right. to not put up a big game against Colorado State. And David Blau against Wisconsin. Right. You know, uh, that would have got uh, 18 more points. You know, this is the ifs and buts, candies and nuts. Uh, thing here. Uh, wide receivers, yeah, Kirk Merritt. I mean, if you would put him in over Hurd. Uh, yeah, and Green got hurt too. Uh, those were tough calls. And LaVisca played, but how can you play LaVisca with... Uh, that is fantasy football. The, the toe injury, right. There's always right. a little bit of luck involved. Right, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a great season. It's been a fun season. Uh, hopefully you guys made it to your championship this week was littered with all kinds of things, uh, like the air was littered with pollution and Cal and Stanford were uh, postponed. So fairly surprising because they did that very, very late. Usually if something like that's going to happen, uh, you know, because they, it's not like they didn't know what was going on. It had been like that for a while. And uh, that game just, uh, you know, poof, gone. No Bryce Love, uh, no Patrick Laird. And uh, no I had Parkinson, yeah. <laughs> and I forgot that I had Parkinson, and I had to pick up someone at like noon today, uh, my time. So uh, that was a bit embarrassing. Still won. So, but uh, yeah, that that was unfortunate. I don't think that you know this late in the season, there's going to be a chance to make that game up. So they're probably just not going to wind up playing it. So, right, uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll do it like the week fifteen. You know, but. Not like it matters for us because next week is it. And Blaze, less miles to Kansas happened officially. Call me just absolutely shocked because (laughs) I I really, really, really had no inkling at all that this was going to happen. Obviously, like we talked about it, I I really did not think it was going to happen. But, I mean, it's good news for Kansas. It should be good news for Kansas. We'll see what he can do with uh, a little less – you know, recruiting juice, and um, I don't know what their football facilities are like as how they stack up to the rest of the Big 12. Does this feel like Charlie Weiss going to Kansas? No, I feel like this isn't as desperate. Okay, this feels better. Yeah, I mean, Les Miles is still coming on. Like, Les Miles isn't seen as, like, a, a failure and is trying to, like, redeem himself. Right, right. I don't think people look at Les Miles and say, like, he. no, nah, he's actually a terrible coach. That was a sham. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I know. I, I feel like, um, you know, what I said kind of still stands. It, this is a move where if it works for Kansas and they start to play well and they compete in the Big 12, things like that, Les Miles is a genius. If they don't, well, who the hell is going to be able to fix Kansas? Everybody moves on. You know what I mean? I don't think that this hurts Les Miles' legacy as a coach really at all. Do you? No. No, I don't. I think it's, yeah, him taking a chance on trying to build something from the ground up. I mean, if he can, he can. I'm, I'm kind of upset they got a good coach in Kansas. It's another team uh, that could be competing very, very soon. Uh, speaking of the Big 12, Oklahoma State comes back on uh, West Virginia. Pretty incredible finish to this one. Yeah, I wish I stayed awake to see it. I, <laughs> I'll retell this story, but uh, this is like total old man syndrome right here. Uh, when West Virginia was on the 50, they had the ball. They're up three points with like two and a half minutes left. They tried to go for it on fourth down. David Sills jumps off sides. They have to punt. Blaze falls asleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Wake then... up and Mike Gundy shaking hands at midfield and Oklahoma State won. Talking about uh, how none of his guys transfer and they're not snowflakes, but everyone else is a snowflake, right? Well, so, that's why they won. I mean, hey, I was happy about it because now uh, Texas uh, kind of controls their own destiny. You know, they beat Iowa State today. Uh, Shane Bouchel got hurt, but he should be – I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't say he should be okay for the next game. I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if – I wouldn't be surprised if they held him out against Kansas and Shane Bouchelle started and they held him out for the Big 12 championship. But they beat Kansas and they're in. So um, it looks like it's, we're going to get a uh, Texas-Oklahoma rematch. So uh, we'll see. Should be fun. Uh, Jonathan, Ayler, Jonathan Taylor put a lot of owners in championships, plays 50 points, the career-high 321 yep. rushing yards, and three touchdowns for him. Raise your hand. Right here. Go ahead. This guy. Yep. Put me in the championship. <laughs> so I was excited about that. Uh, Maryland almost beat Ohio State. Did you get to see that one? Stay away. I saw the highlights. I did not um, watch that game, but uh, I watched the end of it. I watched when Ohio State came back, and um, they asked Pigram to make this throw for the two point conversion when they went into yeah. overtime, and it looked like an easy throw, but he did have some monster defensive lineman standing in front of him, but he was like, I don't know, maybe two or three yards away, but his target was directly behind him. So he kind of had to, you know, dump it over this guy. I don't know how you get that around. He, he, he just tried to go to the side. Right, right. Hoping yeah. that his receiver would read that, but he still put too much zip on it for the receiver to react. Right, exactly. So it was, uh, it was unfortunate that uh, that didn't pan out for those guys. But Ohio State, I mean, the thing you take away from here is Ohio State looks unbelievably beatable, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and next week is a big emotional game for Michigan. Obviously, a lot riding on the line. They, uh, we talked about the Winovich injury. We don't know where he's at. Um, was it Braylon Edwards' brother got uh, – taken off the field in a stretcher. So uh, they, they, they got a lot to fight back for too because they didn't dominate Indiana. Right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – It didn't make the Big Ten look great today. Penn State <laughs> didn't crush Rutgers. Like, 
just an off day up here in the yeah, North. Nebraska beat Michigan State nine to six. <laughs> I saw. It's a pathetic game. <laughs> uh, it's the it's freezing I, up here right now. I thought I listened to you and put in Caleb Evans, but I stuck with Adrian Martinez apparently. And uh, I mean, Taylor I safety. I wound up winning, but he only put me up six points. And when when that happened, because that was the early game, I was like, "Well, pff, I'm cooked." So at one point, I was down by eighty points in the listener league. So just Jonathan Taylor scoring the fifty, you know, brought me. Pretty much all of it. him and Sam Ellinger getting hurt because um, a guy I was playing had Sam Ellinger. So, um, you know, unfortunately for Matt, my guys added up and uh, his guys got banged up at the end there. So, uh, Preston Williams caught a crazy Hail Mary. Looked like a touchdown. Colorado State celebrating, but it was called back because he stepped out of bounds. And you described it as a heel. Yeah. Yeah, like heel tapped as he was running up the sideline. Unbelievable. That would have been Preston Williams' third touchdown of the day, too. So he had a six for 77 and two scores. And, and um, knocking off a Utah State team that's only got one loss. 23 ranked, yeah. Utah State's ranked right now. So that was, uh, that was a game much closer than it looked like it needed to be. I mean, that's a season saver for Colorado State. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, – it sucks. You know, it sucks for them. And that was a KJ Carter Samuels that saw him with his goofy missing tooth running down to celebrate all that stuff. He but didn't throw the pass, but it wasn't him? No. Oh, I thought it was. Maybe maybe it was someone with one of those miscolored uh mouthpieces. Colin Hill. Colin Hill. Okay, maybe he has a miscolored a mouthpiece because I'm he's like, pretty uh oh, he man looking as well. Oh, is he? <laughs> maybe uh maybe every quarterback's missing a tooth at Colorado State. I don't know. They just so. maybe they don't give them showers. <laughs> there was a couple other weird things that happened today before we get into studs, duds, and waiver wire stuff, but uh refs had to ask people to stop throwing snowballs in the Utah game. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but that's awesome. <laughs> there was just so much snow at Utah and Colorado. Um, and Colorado fans started throwing snowballs at the Utah players, and the refs had to stop and say, hey, you know, you can hurt both teams. You know, I don't know how else is he supposed to say it to convince them to stop throwing the snowballs, but uh, they stopped, and uh, Utah wound up spanking Colorado 30-7. to I see Montez got hurt in that one. Harvard had a touchdown called back. Because the the guy running into the end zone flipped off a defender as he was doing it. Did you see that one? I I think I saw that in the in the chat of the <laughs> Army League, but uh, <laughs> and and absolutely laughed to myself. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb! Did not see it. You were going to Harvard, aren't you supposed to be really smart? Why are you doing this dumb stuff? <laughs> I mean. Just because, just because. I mean, I know they're young. Doesn't but... mean, yeah, you're not a 19, 20 year old kid, right? Uh, you, you're supposed I'll give to know pass. I did that. some dumb stuff in college myself, and I don't, I don't think I'm an idiot, right? Well, I mean, you know, everyone has done idiot things, and uh, right. you know, not everyone's an idiot. So it's just such a dumb thing to happen. Uh, it's pretty funny. And then um, we got the news: a major Applewhite and uh, Ed Oliver have kissed and made up. So. Looks like that's not going to be as dramatic as it seemed when we were recording the other night. So, but it was, so I guess what it was, was the rule is you can only wear that jacket if you're playing in the game. 
And so that's all, the rule. So right. And Ed Oliver uh, was saying, uh, you know, or uh, Major Applewhite was saying, you know, take the take the coat off. You're not playing. You can't wear it. And that's when he freaked out. So, I mean, it's a dumb rule, but whatever, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah. it's, a dumb rule. It, it's a dumb rule, but it's one of those. Uh, we just want to acknowledge that you're not playing. And it's kind of one of those things like, who do you piss off? Do you piss off the entire team by giving someone special treatment? Or do you uh, piss off your star player by saying, hey, you don't get special treatment? You know what I mean? So it's a double-edged sword for a head coach there, but I think he did the right thing. You know, Tomlin's thing with that is uh, he says, I don't treat everyone the same, but I treat everyone fairly. And I think that's, uh, I mean, that's a pretty smart way to go about it. Yeah. That's saying that, uh, you know, some guys are going to get special treatment and you're not, (laughs) but it's because they've earned it. So. By the way, I just watched the clip of this uh, Harvard. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that good? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least do it after you score, right? So I can't believe. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a rule that, like, if you commit, if you put your middle finger up before you set foot in the end zone, that that is uh, an offense that occurred on the, what, nine-yard line when he did it and not something that gets applied on the extra point. So what it, what it was was uh, they they put it on – so at the nine, they gave him 15 yards from the nine. So it was, you know, a spot foul. So it was from the, wow. the, the spot. So he ran to the nine, so they put the ball at the – what is that, 24. So um, – Well, he still won. Yeah, I mean, they still won. But it was, it was just funny to see a touchdown get called back because of a hand oh, yeah. gesture. You know, not something you usually see. Uh, as far as injuries went for this week, uh, the things that I've found so far, obviously more will pop up, a lot of games to go through. But Trey Sermon hurt his ankle. He didn't come back uh, for Oklahoma, so we'll see if he plays next week against West Virginia. Eric Dungy back. Eric Dungy did this to me. This is why I didn't draft him. This is one of the you're dead to, you're not really you're dead to me, but you're dead to me because last year, I don't know, maybe it was two years ago, uh, in the playoffs, this dude got hurt, and uh, I lost my playoff matchup because of it. So he did the same thing this week. You probably didn't start him against Notre Dame. That's a tough one. But I know there are some uh, P5-only leagues where you probably didn't have a much better option, and that was the guy you went with. So, uh, unfortunate. Bryce Perkins hurt his leg. He was in a boot. Uh, Marcus Green with the hamstring. Demary Crockett with an ankle. Steven Montez with an undisclosed injury for Colorado. Uh, Mike Weber with a quad. We'll see if he goes. Probably not starting him against Michigan next week. Anyway, Cher uh, Quantano for Tennessee had a concussion. Brevin Jordan, the tight end for the, the U, had an ankle injury. Flynn Nagel had an ankle injury. Damian Harris had an undisclosed injury. He left the game against Citadel. Michael Collins with the leg. We talked about Sam Ellinger with a shoulder. And De'Ara King tore his meniscus. He's done. He won't be in the ball game either. He's done for the year. So... Uh, those those are the injuries. Uh, just before we go to studs and duds for this week, just taking a look at next week because we got a lot of weirdness um, because it's a holiday week. We have Thanksgiving. Blaze and I will actually be recording earlier, one day earlier. We'll record on Wednesday at some point um, instead of recording on Thursday because we'll both be uh, eating turkey and drinking. So, But we've got games on Tuesday night. Ball State is at Miami of Ohio, Northern Illinois at Western Michigan. 
uh, the Thanksgiving Day games. We got Colorado State at Air Force and Mississippi State at Ole Miss. So there are some, you know, you got Preston Williams, uh, Nick Fitzgerald, Jordan Tomu, all those Ole Miss wide receivers. And then Friday, there are 15 games. So Texas is at Kansas, Buffalo, Bowling Green, Nebraska at Iowa, Eastern Michigan at Kent State, Akron at Ohio, uh, Central Michigan at Toledo, Eastern Carolina at Cincinnati, UCF at South Florida, Houston at Memphis, Arkansas at Missouri, Coastal Carolina at South Alabama, Virginia Vatech, Oregon, Oregon State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Washington, Washington State are all on Friday. So, you know, we're getting to the championship. You've probably paid decent amount of attention getting to this point. But it's just important to note, I mean, this isn't a normal like, ah, we've got three or four games on Thursday and there's action. You know, there are a ton of – there's games on Thursday and there are a ton on Friday. So just keep that in mind. I don't know if it's going to affect your waiver wire um, or anything like that. But just remember that, you know, once those guys kick off on Friday, and they're early Friday too, Texas plays at 10 a.m. my time. So um, just just remember that those games are going, and you got to get those starters in or out at that time. So and random tidbit, but uh, apparently, and this is what happens when uh, you sit and watch football with your wife, who is not really a football fan. <laughs> talk about how there's two Miami universities, and they are not related at all. Right, the University of Miami in Ohio. Yes, was a university before the city of Miami, Florida, even existed. Wow. Okay. So I feel like that's, that's Miami from now on. And the other <laughs> one is Miami of Florida in my book. <laughs> so what, when did you, did you like Google this? Like how did yeah, you, I, well, yeah, of course she was on her phone Googling and uh, yeah, apparently like Miami university was like chartered by like George Washington kind of thing. <laughs> uh, all I know about Miami of Ohio is that's where Roethlisberger went. So I said that to her. I had to throw in like the only thing I know from it. <laughs> um, you were watching the, we had to go through and look at this, but we were, you were watching the Cincinnati at UCF game, which I was completely wrong about. I thought Cincinnati was going to be able to beat UCF did not happen, but uh, it came out okay, with a lot of energy. Right, right. They had that early fumble. I'm like, yeah, look at this. And then after that, it was all downhill for them. Yeah. But, um, you saw that <laughs> they had the UCF national champions like on their stadium, right? It's on were, the press box. It's right. right below all the windows. 2017 national champions. That You were surprised by that. Back. I was like, no, the NCAA recognized it. Like they got a trophy. They got rings. Uh, you can get, if you live in Florida, you can get a UCF national I champs. I no idea. Plate, all that stuff. Like this is not a... Oh, LOL, we're the champs because nobody beat us. It's there. They took it serious. They did a parade in uh, Disney World. So, because they're in Orlando. So, uh, I hope everything lines up that like everyone loses, uh, that like Michigan loses to Ohio State, that Notre Dame loses. And like, because if, if Michigan loses to Ohio State, put them in there? you can't put a Big Ten team in. Am I right? Like, I don't think Ohio State's done anything, especially with this week against Maryland, to prove that they're going to be a good representative of the the final four. Dude, I don't think it matters. I think that a bit like Oklahoma would get in ahead of them if they won the yeah. Big 12. Okay, but so even if, if Oklahoma if Texas... loses, if <laughs> Michigan loses, if I, Notre Dame it loses, doesn't matter. they won't put UCF in. They won't. 
because then they'd be matter. number four, and they'd. Have I to think to be Bama. honest, I think they'd rather have a three team, a three loss team in, than put in UCF. It just won't happen. UCF, you know, and it's not their fault they don't play anyone, uh, but they don't play anyone. You know, no, they strength, don't. Strength of schedule goes into that. So, and unfortunately, they scheduled uh, North Carolina. They had that North Carolina game this year. It got right. canceled, and North Carolina's terrible this season. Right. It wouldn't have mattered if they beat him anyway. So No, but I mean you you would assume that scheduling a game like that is something that would be noting. would build up your strength to schedule game in they the non conference schedule. Beat, I think they would have had to beat a top five team that no one expected them to beat. You know what I mean? But this game had, against Cincinnati was the first team they beat that was ranked, right? Right. Yes, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyone that was, uh, but I think they would have to beat at least a top, maybe just a top ten team. But they would have to beat someone significant to. Um, and they scheduled Texas, UCF, and Texas to play to home and home. So yeah. that's happened before. They've scheduled big teams. So they just haven't had them in the last couple seasons. So, but this is why the playoffs should go to eight. You know. You're right. You're right. and, and everyone talks about, oh, well, that makes the regular season insignificant. Why? Why does it make the regular season insignificant? We can still bitch about the number nine team that didn't get in, you know, and why that, they, they should have got in and all that stuff. And that way, any team, you don't have this stupid crap, this UCF claiming national championships and all that stuff. They're just in. And if LSU beats them by 55, then that's what happens. I mean, that's yeah. the beauty of a good – of a good team in March Madness in college basketball. Right. A exactly. team that has the crazy good record that didn't play anybody, you're in. They'll be the big guys. Such a dumb point to say it makes a regular season not matter because, I mean, yeah, you're right. It sure doesn't work for that March Madness thing, right? That sure comes and goes well, quick I mean, without a bang. Everybody look, as, loves March Madness. It's one of the most as a Drexel University ever. graduate, there was a year, like two years, where we we had some big marquee wins, like only five losses, but didn't win the conference championship and didn't get in. So, like, right. it's still important. Right. The regular season still counts. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of talk about that. There's, what, 120-some teams. Like, we're talking about eight making the playoffs instead of four. Right. Exactly. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think they, it's got to expand. To, to be honest, I would want it at 16, but I know, oh, oh my God, that's way too many teams. Oh, it's just so long of a season for, you know, 20-year-old kids. It is, but it's only really long for those couple teams that make it. So, you know, we're getting down to four teams, you know. Yeah. With adding the extra games or whatever, it's really only really, really long for those last four. So, but anyway. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's go talk about studs, duds, and waiver wire pickups, starting out with QBs. Uh, the studs here, we had uh, Ohio State's Dwayne Haskins, 405 in three touchdowns and three touchdowns on the ground, 59 yards. Taylor Cornelius, 338 and five, 106 on the ground and a score. Uh, your great call here, Nick Fitzgerald, 127 and four, also had 85 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tuatunga Vailoa, 340 and three with 37 rushing yards and a score there. I think he set the uh, all time single season Alabama passing record, too. So, it's not surprising. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, Nate Rourke, 209 and three touchdowns, uh, 77 and a score on the ground. Will Greer on here just every week, 
week 364 and two, negative five rushing yards, but got a rushing touchdown. And uh, Bryce Perkins, 217 in a score and 73 on the ground with the score. So he looked pretty good. Only one dud. Really, a uh, guy over 50% owned that was extremely disappointing. I mean, as we're recording this, there's still some late games going on that uh, need to wrap up here that could have some duds. But Adrian Martinez was the only one that I could find. Um, 145 passing yards against Michigan State and 18 rushing yards in a win. It's pathetic. Yeah, in a win. Pretty bad. Um, looking at the waiver wire, and a lot of this is. Uh, you know, like Army, uh, you know, there are a couple uh, good performances from uh, Army, Darnell Wolfolk, I remember, on the running backs, but they don't play. So I'm not even going to put them in here. It doesn't matter because they don't play next week. They're on a bye. So um, App State, Zach Thomas, 282 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown plays. This is a guy that you talked about all year. He's 27% owned, but you can't. Or you're not picking him up to start him against Troy, right? That is a tough one. That is that's a tough matchup. But I mean, if I'm desperate, yeah. But of course, if you're in the championship, are you really that desperate? So probably not. And the nice thing is, in most leagues, it's going to be you and your opponent making pickups, and everybody else is done. Yeah. So you just kind of have to play off of each other. So and, and see who to start and who not to start. Uh, Wyoming, uh, Tyler Vanderwall, 1% owned at New Mexico next week. He had 225 and two through the air, also two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Felipe Franks, 274 and three, 21 and one on the ground, 9% owned at FSU next week. Probably not a good one. Uh, David Blau, maybe 382 yards, four touchdowns for Purdue, 29% owned, and they are at Indiana. That's probably the best one so far, right? Yeah, bounce back game, but Indiana played tough uh, against Michigan. Throwing cheap shots all around. <laughs> so we'll see about that one. That may be a P5 start more than a uh, everybody start. Georgia's Justin Fields uh, got in because they just beat the crap out of UMass. So he had 121 and two through the air and 100 and a touchdown on the ground. So he was one, he scored more points than from 8% owned, but they play Georgia Tech next week. He shouldn't even see the field that much. Uh, NC State's Ryan Finley. 316 yards and four touchdowns at North Carolina. That's probably the best one, right? I'm mad at myself, man. I wanted to put him in my starts. I backed <laughs> off and I didn't do it. I should have. Yeah, uh, he's been good. He's been up and down. One, but uh, they're going to play balanced if they have to. Right, right. So, I mean, I think Gillespie had three touchdowns. So, uh, ECU's Holden Aylers, 242 and four, 130 on the ground and one, 26% owned, but a pissed-off Cincinnati team that they're playing in Cincinnati. I don't think I want – Holt Naylor's has been awesome. We talked about how he could potentially be a first-round pick off-air for next season, but I don't think I want to start him championship week at Cincinnati. I don't want to do it. Do you want to do it? I don't know, man. This is a roll. I'm not really uh, – I'm not really going to back off. I feel like Ehlers – if he's if he's one of your two best quarterbacks so far and you have him on your team, yeah, I would roll with him. Man, okay. I just think that since it's probably only you and your opponent picking up people, maybe you're in Dynasty League or maybe there's a, you know, the sucker bracket pays money or whatever. Um, maybe there's a couple other people picking up players, but I think for the most part, 
It's only you and your opponent, and I feel like you could find a better matchup than Ehlers at Cincinnati. David Blau? Would David Blau at Indy? Um, I, that one's close, uh, but I think we'd have to look at matchups for next week and uh, yeah. find someone better. I, I think there's like, just when we look, and maybe we'll do that when we're done uh, going through this stuff, but uh, I feel like there's got to be just one much better one out there for next week. So, uh, but I mean, you know, sometimes it stands with the one that brung you. That's what we decided to do with Andy Isabella and it worked out. Uh, Kenny Pickett, zero percent on there at Miami. So you probably don't want him anyway. Three sixteen and three, uh, Jake Browning, two forty two and three 30 rushing yards, but they're against Wazoo. No, thanks. Yeah. Paul state, uh, ball States, uh, drew Plitt, two fifty eight and three 17 yards at Miami, Ohio. Now, uh, Marshall at FIU, this might be one. Isaiah Green, 387 and two. Don't know how FIU's been against the pass this year, but that, that's a possibility. And FAU's uh, Chris Robeson, 294 and two, 34 yards, 3% on there against Charlotte. Uh, probably not mm-hmm. someone I want either because Devin Singletary tends to vulture a bunch of touchdowns there. Yeah, I've been burned by the uh, spot start. With Robeson, yeah, I, I've started him in a in a league too this year, and he didn't do very well for me. So no. uh, it seems like we always guess wrong. Uh, moving to the running backs that brought you to the championship, most likely uh, we have uh, Jonathan Taylor, three twenty one and three, uh, Joshua Kelly, two eighty nine and two, Miles Gaskin, one thirty five and one, and he also caught one, uh, four catches for twenty four yards. Alexander Madison, one hundred forty five and a touchdown, and three catches for forty yards. J.K. Dobbins against Maryland, 203 and a touchdown. And Levante Bellamy, uh, 213 and a touchdown as well. So there's a bunch of uh, bunch of good uh, over 50% owned running backs this week. Then we had uh, the Duds. There were some decent players in here. I mean, Daryl Henderson, we know, has been banged up. Rolling 75 rushing yards. Uh, Nico Evans was started against me, and he only wound up with 17 yards. I like that. Uh, DeAndre Swift, we talked about. Didn't we just get done complimenting DeAndre Swift? I did. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> he, he only goes for 49 yards. That was a tough couldn't one. Couldn't break one off? Yeah, yeah, couldn't break one off. So, I mean, like we said, Justin Fields played the majority of that game, so they were just backups on backups. I didn't expect him to play that long, but, uh, yeah, I expected a touchdown. I expected a big run. Dude, Washington State has put up 48 points, and it's not even halftime. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this game is ridiculous. Every time I turn around, Washington, Washington State's running into the end zone. Um, your boy BJ Smith only put up 94 yards, didn't catch anything, didn't get in the end zone. Uh, Shamari Brooks, 81 yards for Tulsa. Trey Regis, 53 yards. And uh, Jordan Ellis banged up, obviously, 33 yards in that one. Uh, so there was, those were some duds. Hopefully, you didn't have those guys in your lineup, but I know a lot of people had. You know, Henderson, Evans, Swift, those were all guys that were in lineups this week. So I mean, uh, some, Henderson was carrying a lot of people this season. Yeah, he really was. So he and he just hit the brakes down here at the end. So it's kind of brutal. Um, the the waiver wire guys, the guys under 50% owned that performed this week, Benny LeMay, like you said before, uh, four touchdowns on 159 yards, three catches for 43 yards. He is 48% owned, so he's probably not available, but they're at FAU. I mean, FAU gives up points. That could be a decent pickup, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I've liked LeMay all season. He's probably still good to go. Uh, Maryland's Anthony McFarland, 298 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, 3% owned. They're at Penn State this week, so you probably don't want to play him. But I think what this says is Karen Higdon is probably a definite start against Ohio State, right? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, and we said right before we started, I think it's going to be the same thing we that I watched just, you know, battering Ram uh, to Penn State. They just right. run the ball over and over and over again because they can get three, four yards every time. Right. So they that, know the defense. They know what they have. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that speaks more to the uh, the defense of Ohio State and how great Karen Higdon is probably going to be next week. Uh, Ohio's AJ Alouette, 196 and two on the ground or on the ground, and then uh, two catches for 16 and a score through the air, 29. percent They're going up against Akron. That could oh my be a god, yeah. Too. So yeah, I mean, there's still the threat of Rourke uh, sniping touchdowns, but Ouellette's a a big back, and uh, they come into the game with one intention, and that's to run the ball. And tell me which one you like better. Do you like that one better, or do you like DeAndre Torrey, who had 184 yards and a touchdown uh, through the on the ground and then through the air, also caught a touchdown. He did break off a 92-yarder. We were recording our last show while that game was going on. He's only 31% owned, and they're at UTSA. Do you like Ouellette or Torrey better for this week? Ooh. No pressure. It's only for championships. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, know. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, – I'll go Tory. Yeah, I think I, Tory has just been running downhill recently. So I think I would go with Tory too. But it's, well, let, it's, let's see it's what's close. up with Mason Fine. Did, did we get any word on what Well, he was? came back and played. Yeah, so. but it was it – I mean, but that's adrenaline. That's like swelling hasn't set in yet. Toward all, right. Um, I think I think he's it is his non-throwing hand. It is his non-throwing hand. Yes. So still Tory. Yeah, still Tory. <laughs> uh, Kennedy McCoy for West West Virginia, 148 and two on the ground, three catches for 54 yards, 14 percent on. They're against OU. That could be a good pickup as well. I mean, OU just loves to give up. They give up a ton of points to Kansas today. So, yeah, they do. Um, but I think Luka that's Williams a little out of the norm. Crazy. He even threw a touchdown pass. So I don't think they're going to feed Kennedy McCoy the way. Well, I mean, they did this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that he got too many. That's carries. a sneaky uh, spot start for this week. Right. Would you rather have uh, Torrey and, and Ouellette over McCoy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Easy. All right. Uh, Javante Williams, this one pissed me off because he had 93 uh, uh, yards and three touchdowns and two catches for 38 yards. He is 0% owned because Michael Carter had been running the ball for them so much. And right. they were playing VMI. So it was uh, – or Western uh, – they were playing Western Carolina. So it was uh, a nice matchup for them. And I started Carter in a league. He only got 45 yards before they yanked him and put in this dude. And they're going up against NC State, so that is an absolute no-sell. You don't want any of him. So uh, Toledo's Brent Kobach, 192-2, and 3% owned against Central Michigan. That's a decent one, but I think I'm easily going with those other guys, right? Yeah, yeah, the other two will still still be ahead of the him and the pecking order. But, I mean, this is a decent, like, 
I, I, I don't know injuries. I don't know why you would be in a championship game and be like, I need a running back. Right. Um, NC State's Reggie Glassby, uh, 73 yards and two on the ground. He also caught one, but they're at UNC. That actually could be a good one for – they should beat the doors off of UNC, right? They should, but Glassby, as we've seen, is, is pretty inconsistent this he year. Is. I don't know if I'd risk my championship on him. Uh, Matt Geiger, this is who is playing VMI uh, for Old Dominion, 0% owned because he's uh, Jeremy Cox's backup, 91-3. and three. Touchdown, 0% on there at Rice, so it seems like a good matchup, but I'm not going to go with the guy who didn't do much before this. Maybe this is Cox. Yeah, yeah, Cox could be a good one. Um, Patrick Taylor filling in for uh, Daryl Henderson, who we know is playing a little banged up. He's 44% on. He had 112 and two touchdowns and 19 yards receiving. 44% on against Houston. I don't think I want to mess with it. Um yeah, no D.R. King, though, on that Houston team either. That's true. I mean, but do you – Taylor's been involved all he's year. He's been involved. You're right. I mean, he's 44% owned. He's been involved. I just feel like I don't want to put faith in him and then see that, oh, this is the week where – They rested Henderson. Henderson last week to smash Houston. Right, right. Daryl Henderson looks amazing and amazingly healthy now and all that stuff. I don't want to mess with that because of that. So – uh, MTSU's uh, Chad and Mobley, 98 yards. He also caught five balls for 62 and a touchdown. And that is it for the running backs. Going to the wide receivers, your boy, Andy Isabella, UMass, 15 catches, 219 yards, two touchdowns, just continuing to do it. He, I mean, well, he's got how much of this was in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> I didn't break it down by quarter. I have no idea. No. I mean, you can look it up. You can have that for next show, but... um, This dude played the whole game. I know he played a lot of it. He had to, 15 catches. He didn't get that in three quarters, so... He scored a touchdown at the end of the third quarter and with eight minutes and 55 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Right, but he got him, right? Unreal. (laughs) Get out of here. Garbage time counts all the time for us. Garbage. We were losing 59 to 13. So what do you call that? That's garbage, garbage time, time. But yeah, I guess, I guess it's, you know, Andy Isabella is a senior. So he's going to play <laughs> until he can't, until you're literally carrying him off the field. Right, right. So uh, James Prochet, 12 catches, 134 and two. Rondell Moore, nine for 114 and two, 27 rushing yards as well. That's a first rounder for next year. Uh, Tyree Brady, six for 162 and one. AJ Brown, nine for 210 and one. Preston Williams, six for 77 and two. Tylen Wallace, seven for 62 and two. And Kelvin Harmon, seven for 101. Um, the Preston bang- Williams hurting after losing that uh, Hail Mary. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll bounce back and he'll be okay for next week, but that sucks, man. Dude, it is 55 to 14 and a half time. Washington State is beating U of A. <laughs> I'm not surprised. That's Did they pull Tate yet? Well, uh, no, uh, no, Tate's in there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he just threw like a 50-yard pass at, at uh, well. right before halftime, and they, they did nothing with it, no pitch or anything. Why, why don't you do something? I don't know. This game's nuts. Does someone even make it to next year? I think so. I think you got to give them two or three years, right? 
Yeah, you should. Um, the duds for this week at Whiteout, we have uh, Marquez Stevenson. Obviously, Derek King got hurt. Uh, five for 38. Antoine Wesley, I mean, Jet Duffy had a terrible game. He was in my starts, too, so apologies if you started Jet Duffy. Well, we knew that Wesley wasn't maybe primed to have the biggest week. He, we, we still assume that he's going to be a huge part of the offense, but Duffy being more of a runner has right. to hurt Wesley. Yeah, K-State's just bad on both sides. So, and um, they came out and they played really well. So, Skylar Thompson looked good. So, uh, Antoine Wesley Typical did. Bill Snyder team. Right. He did have six catches, uh, but for only 28 yards because I think they were all, you know, a dump offs, two yards, that kind of stuff. Um, Liberty, uh, Wake Forest, uh, Greg Dorch, four catches for 33 yards. You called this one, didn't you? Liberty's Antonio Golden Gandy, three catches for 22 yards. So, he was bad. Paris Campbell, four for 38. Toledo's Deontay Johnson, two for 16. Denzel Mims, I called this one, one catch for 27 yards. And K.J. Osborne for Buffalo, the, the old donut, everybody's favorite. So some wideouts that are under 50% owned that had huge weeks. I'll just get this out of the way so I don't have to say it again. Kirk Merritt for Arkansas State, six for 89 and two. He also had 25 rushing yeah. yards. Yeah, he did. 10% owned at Texas State. Actually could be a decent one for next week, too. Um, Sean Modster for Boise State, 9 for 129 and three touchdowns. This is what I thought A.J. Richardson was going to get. 20% owned against Utah State next week. Uh, I mean, I would say don't start a guy against Utah State, but Preston Williams looked pretty damn solid. But is he a different case than – you know, whatever the musical chairs wide receivers are at Boise State. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think Modster's a tough start. Uh, South Alabama's Kawan Baker, four for 80 and a touchdown. He also had uh, 44 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, 38% on there against Coastal Carolina. That might not be a bad one. This one is aggravating, uh, especially if you're a Trevin Brown owner. Because Tyler Sneed had six catches for 62 yards and three touchdowns. He is 1% owned. Uh, they're at Cincinnati. So you're okay rolling with um, Holt Nailers, which still makes sense. It's the Holt Nailers show. And whoever's catching passes is catching passes. Right. But you're not going to go pick up Sneed, though, right? No. Okay. Because Trevor Brown's still the number one. Right, right. That was my thought process. Is this is a good week, but I'm not going to go snapping him up. So we did that with Terrell Green early in the season, and that guy amounted to nothing. Uh, Louisiana Tech's Adrian Hardis, Hardy had 11 catches, 110, and a touchdown, 26% owned. This could be a good pickup against Western Kentucky, right? I had him rostered in some places this year. He's been up and down, but uh, it's a pretty good matchup with Western Kentucky. Yeah, so if you can't find anyone else, this is a decent one. Uh, Jalen Rager for TCU, four catches, 86 yards, and a score. Uh, uh, then 32 and a score as well on the ground. against. Uh, they're going up against OK State. He's 48% owned. He's probably not available in your league, but if he is, I like him ahead of anyone else here, right? Yeah, more so in P5. Right. Um, Oklahoma State's defense is bad, so – uh, they love – I mean, A.J. Green is good, and A.J. Green might follow him around, so maybe that's a knock against him. But um, I like Jalen Rager this year. He's been very good. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Marcus Bradley, 0% owned. The three catches for three touchdowns. He hasn't done this the rest of the year. I'm not doing that. 
Uh, Jalen Waddle for Alabama, six for 90 and two. They play Auburn this week. Don't want to mess with it. UGA's Tyler Simmons, uh, two for 81 and one, 49 and a touchdown, but Georgia, Georgia Tech, don't want to mess with it. Uh, Danny Davis, three to, uh, the third, two touchdowns on four catches. I don't want to mess with that. And Kent State's Mike Kerrigan, seven for 110 and one against East Michigan. I don't want to mess with that either. Nah. So we're looking at um, Hardy, Merritt, and Rager, really. Kirk Merritt. Kirk Merritt. Is there any um, – just looking real quick, is there any matchup it, this week that you are just salivating to watch as far as CFF goes, or you think, man, championship week, this is the one that I really like? Maybe uh, Missouri against Arkansas is a decent one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant for Missouri mm-hmm. players, but uh, let's see here. Syracuse, Boston College, no thanks. Florida, Florida. There's just so many rival game, rivalry games championship week. You just don't know who's going to show up. I like – how about – Right, like Texas, Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, normally we play – the last couple of years we played Texas Tech on Thanksgiving. Hmm. And that's not happening well, this year, which I'm glad for. I hate the holiday games. Two years in a row, Steelers played on Christmas. They don't this year. I'm happy for that. Nebraska, so, Iowa. Does Adrian Martinez bounce back? I mean, that's a tough matchup against Iowa, but we just saw Iowa give up a ton of points. So mm-hmm. that's a tough one. I'm going to have to decide on whether to start him or uh, Caleb Evans against uh, Louisiana and Lafayette. I'm probably I mean, Oklahoma, West Virginia. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a real good one. Uh, you start Miles Gaskin against Washington State, or do you think you're trying to find a Ooh. another option there? Probably not. Right. Um, let's see. P5, Wait. you're kind of – Maybe forced, mm-hmm. right? Still not not something I'd want to roll the dice on. Can't start Evans or Zach Thomas against Troy, right? Ah, uh, it's it's hard to say sit Evans right now with the role he's been on. Troy's good defense, though. It is a good defense. I agree. I think I'm not. I think I'm probably not doing that one. Um, Temple guys against UConn. <laughs> <laughs> Line it up. That's right. That's right. Line it up. Start. Uh, I mean, Jesus, if Ryquel Armstead is available, please go at him. He's gonna go. He's gonna go nuts this week. Uh, who's uh, who's the quarterback there for them right now? The Russo. Russo yeah. might not be a bad ad, also. So. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? I just want to try to get this out now because we, we do starts and sits later in the week, not really ads. Um, uh, to Isaiah Bowser against Illinois, huge one. Yeah, Love yeah. That. like you said, like we talked about um, in the show earlier in the week, uh, he's, he's the new feature back. Uh, it doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's still, he's still useful. Maybe Hayward against Rutgers, Michigan State versus Rutgers. I like that yeah. one too. Yep. Um, let me see here. Anything else? South Carolina. Ooh, I got to bench Debo. They're playing Clemson. Debo saved me with that 61-yarder today, by the way. No big deal. Uh, Benny Snell is a good one. David Montgomery against Kansas State should be good. Ooh, Florida State snuck it out with uh, Boston College today. Yeah, yeah, they did. They won Totally missed that. Uh, and A.J. Dillon played, and he played fairly well as well, too. So, that was pretty good. Um, so, does that mean Scarlett is uh, thumbs up? 
Hmm. In, in the Florida Florida State game next week. I don't, I don't I think don't I want to mess around with that game. What about LSU and Texas A&M? Do I have to bench Nick Brissett? I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't think we're going to. Uh, Notre Dame USC is a good one. Utah State, Boise State, uh, Hawaii. Oh, man, how about Hawaii at San Diego State? That's a tough one. Can I start Cole McDonald? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I still do. Would you start him or would you start um, Adrian Martinez? Ooh. <laughs> Probably Martinez, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I am going to go with Martinez in that one. But we'll see. But uh, that's the show. I uh, hope you guys made your championship week. Hit us up on Twitter if you did, at Bogman Sports, at Lord underscore Blazer, B-L-A-S-E-R. Let us know what your matchups are. Let us know who you're debating on and all that good stuff. So uh, enjoy your championship week. We will see you a day early. This The show should be up uh, for your drive over to your in-laws on Thanksgiving. So you can just plug in the headphones. Everybody can watch stuff on their iPad when you're on your way to your in-laws house. You can listen to this show. So that's the plan. We're sticking to it. So we will see you guys then. Hook them, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. We are. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.